We were canceled? Oh, it's terrible, just terrible. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. And in a continuation from last week, this week, I'm also joined, once again, by Christian Cordez, Ryan Taggart, and we're all wearing the same shirts we were last week, and Andrew Rizzatello. This thing on. Oh, it's on. It's always, really it's always fucking on. funny if it wasn't actually. <laughs> oh, damn. Can we do that again? Yeah. <laughs> one more time. And yeah, action. Time, <laughs> no, see, he's going to try to leave now. He's going to be like, it's late. <laughs> We're running late. Get me out of here. See, Mike doesn't work. It's a sign. <laughs> he's going to peel out of here. You'll see. I mean, or the man does have the to the get up early. Running. Yeah. He's, he's he's remote starting his car as we speak. He's just like, like I'm gonna, I'm out of here. I'm out of here I'm like lightning. The fucking same, dude. I'm I'm out of here as soon as as done. soon as I, I hear this is yet go. another experiment. I'm gone. Pretty yeah. much, y'all getting locked in here yeah. for the night. Those who aren't out live in this building now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've lived Shit. in smaller places. So how will we ever survive? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna burn to death. It's like 75 degrees in here. Have you noticed that? Actually, I noticed that. Oh no, the last I didn't show. notice that. Yeah, I'm like, it is hot. Like we have a door open. There's a little bit of ventilation, but I'm like, man, mm. it, it is... got cooler though during the the rest of the show. No, it didn't. Weird. All our hot air coming out. No, it didn't. It, got, <laughs> it definitely it got. got we just got accustomed to the fact that it was 76. Yeah, we got. We got. Yeah. We became immune oh, to the heat. You just That's what it was. Immune. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you just get used to it. You're That's how it works. It's science. Yeah, we're just steeped in heat. Right now, <laughs> All that's right. the title of this episode. So for sure, from the la- from last week's episode, you had some topics. I actually did. Well, was a couple of things I wanted to get into, and it, it was going to be. I mean, I don't actually create like segues or transitional material or anything like that because the show goes where it goes. Like I said, mm. embrace the chaos. That's what this is about. But um, beast. in talking about the <laughs> talking about <laughs> podcasting, everything. So the thing I've gotten because you know feedback from people you know, in my personal life and obviously from listeners, I've heard a lot of people talk about like, Hey, you never know where this podcast thing could go. Look at Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh, shit, Joe Rogan. Okay. Because the dude does a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify and, and now everybody thinks, and now everybody thinks that. like podcasting is like major money and it's not, Oh my God, it's not, but I was people may, if it is, let us know. Yeah. Right. Where is this money? Oh, it's, that's major, what I want it's to major money for Spotify. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- that's kind of the thing. Like people look at that and they're like, oh, okay, this is a like medium where something can happen. Like as if there wasn't already a wasteland of podcasts out there. Now there are people who encourage because they're like, oh, that money is out there. Well, no, it's not. That money didn't exist until he, I mean. Christ, I don't even know how long he'd been doing his show before that deal even came about. Me neither. But it was just up on YouTube for free. You know, he was getting ad revenue and ad sponsors and everything like that. So he had money coming in. He was making, he was part of the 2%. But he was was also making money. But he was also on Fear Factor and he was on Fear Factor. That's right. I I didn't even know he was on Fear Factor or just shoot me or any of that shit. Yeah. Like, or the Mad Show. The last season of the Mad Show was him. Yeah. The Mad Show. And then um, the only other thing I was aware of him from was uh, News Radio. Back in the day, which news radio, not show. just shoot me. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great show. You know, and, and, and he never seen either. And he had a couple stand-ups. You know, he did. Stand-up He's been specials. a stand-up for a long. That's how he got yeah. Fear Factor was because right. you got to be funny on your feet and be able to 
to do that. And, and I you know his one his one stand up where he makes fun of the Kardashians and the the transition of Caitlyn Jenner. I thought that was hilarious. But his podcast is like, so he's that he he's your half baked friend. Yep. That's what he yes. is. He is your half break. He's the guy to say the least. He's the guy that the you most. know the, the 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 joint has been passed once around. It gets back to him. He takes two puffs, gives it to the next guy, and goes, "What if the sky was purple?" Yes, and that yes. seems to me to be a lot of what he does is simply ask questions. That and that's all he and does. He has, you know, he has he brings people on his show that are interesting and at times controversial. And it seems that you know, and I've never seen his show. Like I've seen one to two minute clips here and there. Right, right. But this is, I've never actually watched what you, What you've gleaned from it though is what I've nothing from it. That's changed. exactly what it is. No, yeah, nothing changes. Except it's right. three and a half hours of that. Yeah. But yeah. he like, from what I've seen, it seems that he lets mm-hmm. his guests talk, he asks questions and is interested He's to the stoner to Alex Jones. Right. I mean, that's for sure. I will say that, like having listened to the show and having seen extensive clips because there is the part of me that's curious. Now, people are immediately going to get Pissed at me and assume it's like a jealousy thing. Is this like, oh, because he's successful? No, it has nothing to do with that. Like he's out there and people are talking about him for whatever reason. I've listened to the show. I actually was only really aware of the show in I think it was about 2015. It was the first time I actually checked out his show because in quick succession he had on Paul Stanley and Joe Perry because their autobiographies just came out. And I was interested enough in that where I was like, okay, a long form interview with these guys. Cool. They hadn't really been on anything. I hadn't heard him be interviewed, you know, in long form. And I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And I got to say at, I think it was the Joe Perry one was longer and it was like two and a half, maybe three hours. At a point I was just like, is this going anywhere? <laughs> like it really was just a yeah, conversation he's... that went on too long. And I realized there's a little bit of pot calling the kettle black for like a conversation going on too long, but it's also not like there's not any kind of arc to it. Like for what it's worth, like th- th- there is some kind of flow, at least to this show. I mean, as chaotic as it gets, there is a flow and it, it is moving in a direction. It's not just like, what if, you know, the sky was purple or like, what if we're, you know, this, the earth is just a marble and it's part of like a large game of hungry, hungry hippos. You know, it's just like, actually, you know, they found a picture of the hippo in space. Right. So, you, you know what you're saying? He, like, so, it yeah, actually he, could, he, it's that kind of shit. He's for three so hours. Oddly specific though. But, but no, 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 but, that, that's, but that's, just, not, that's not, so, far. Andrew, so, so, you know, that's not far off. No, it's, like, it's not. And like I said, Joe Rogan is your half-baked friend. Yes. He bring now. Esoteric stuff is always fun to listen to. I I like listening to esoteric stuff when it's all about like you know sacred geometry and you know Pythagorean theorem when it when it gets to um, all this nonsense and alchemy and improving yourself. But the logical side of my brain kicks in and goes, none of this goes anywhere. Oh God! Because no. it, it there is no basis for any of this. There might be little bits and pieces. But the direction of of the general aspect of esoteric thought is just that. It's fun to listen to. And that's his audience. But that's the, the problem is when these people take it as gospel. Yeah, and that's that, I, like that I just is said, where that's his audience. Yes. And and that's the people like when and and like I said, he's the half baked Alex Jones because he advertises for all these supplements that he uses. And one of the big controversies was during the pandemic. He was saying, "I'm not going to get the shot. I'm going to use, you know, X Y Z to cure myself." Even though he went for the, um, um, the therapy. What the hell is it called? Uh, Thing? No, not the hydro- well. That eventually. No. So he said. No, which- the um, 
I can't think of it. He got he got a shot that you'd have to pay money for. Okay, not the free COVID shot. Right, he got something else. I can't remember what it was. Was it the treat? Was it that thing that they um, were pushing that the administration was pushing the 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 treatment? Yeah, I, I can't remember what. I uh, mean, mon- that's, monoclonal that's, antibodies. Yes, thank you, yes. thank you, Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got it, yes, he got antibody he got infusion. That, yeah. He got that, but he still was you know anti big pharma right. nonsense, exactly. and it's like the blatant hypocrisy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where I th- – that's where it just feels like it's inescapable. Now, I just don't find the show to be funny or interesting. It's just not my taste. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not jealous of his success. I'm just saying like I just don't find it to be funny or interesting. And I bring up the funny part because while it's subjective, like the fact when you know all, all this stuff comes up whenever he's in the news cycle, which is constant. That's why it's kind of unavoidable to talk – you can't not talk about him at some point because someone inevitably will bring up. Something about, oh, this person was on Joe Rogan's podcast or something. I mean, it's or he said something that people took in some way. And I'm just like, all right, it's kind of hard to not talk about it. But with the fact that he had this deal with Spotify and people brought up to me so many times, I'm just like, okay, I do need to at least address my thoughts on it because people seem to think this is the rule, not the exception. And it's very much the exception. So my thing is, it again, I don't find it funny. I don't find it interesting. I, I don't just like the interviews and the conversation kind of boring. And in fact, I actually watched two of his shows in uh, 2020. Um, I actually watched his interviews with Robert Downey Jr. was on for Doolittle, which I can't imagine that audience was going to go see Doolittle. So I kind of don't understand why I choose that show to talk for an hour. Um, I, I just thought it was boring because I just didn't think Joe Rogan had anything interesting to say. I mean, I didn't think it was a particularly like clever question. Be like, so you don't want the whole Marvel thing or what? Like he actually did ask him like, uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> He's dead. Yes, he's done. It's been a whole thing to like, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie. It's called Avengers Endgame. Anyway, um, and then Bill Maher was on a short time after. And I, I do like when people with opposing views or like like Ryan said, like he will at least ask people. He won't necessarily rebut what they're saying, but he will like pull the thread of whatever the thought is and kind of follow it. Right. But it's also, you know, 95% of it is Bill Maher talking and Joe Rogan just going, right, right. Which to me is just a boring fucking interview because I'm like, you're not doing anything. And I say that as somebody who does interviews, you know, like I'm not pulling the same level of guest or anything like that. You but I still need to put – I need to put some energy into an interview and on. I feel like the person's just giving a very vague prompt and letting the guest carry – you know, do all the heavy lifting. That I'm not into that personally. And not as a listener but also as somebody who does a version of what he does. Mm-hmm. So what do you it's just not my thing. What do you think is behind it then? Because I mean – regardless of what you think of the guy, like he's got the biggest podcast in the world right now. It's because that audience that he's preaching to will fight heaven on earth yes. to support him no matter the cost. Exactly. So There's, he's, a, he's got a fanatical audience, which is all it... All it takes these days which you say batshit crazy stuff and people will follow you. I mean, look... Which, 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 which can segue easily into the next topic that I know you wanted to talk about. Chris. Well, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. I'm okay. not quite, yeah, I'm not quite done with this. Yeah. This too, so we're okay. My, okay. My okay. thing is now, as far as like, because people are asking me in light of all this stuff, in light of the constant mention of Joe Rogan in the news cycle, just like, are you going to pull Cape off of Spotify? No, I have no intention of pulling Cape off of Spotify because there's a whole, just like everything, you know, it's every week there's some, Moral stance everybody wants to take, which is just on social media. It's not real. There's never any, which actually it's, it's, you were talking about this a little bit last week. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of get into it. I, here's my thing is just like, oh, well, Spotify supports Joe Rogan. So I'm not supporting Spotify. I prefer Apple music because I use an iPhone. Okay. Well, all right. If you think Joe Rogan is toxic 
And I mean that literally. Like, you think he's bad for society. Well, Apple Music hosts Steve Bannon's podcast, who has built a career on poisoning society, mentally poisoning society. So if you're going to support Apple instead, I can make the argument that Steve Bannon's done way worse, way more harm than Joe Rogan has. Right. I don't understand the influence. I mean, like Christian said, like there's a fanatical audience who is just going to follow everything like gospel. And it doesn't help when you have idiots like Aaron Rodgers who are just like, well, instead of getting the vaccine, I call my friend Joe Rogan. Now, listen, I love you guys like brothers. Nothing is ever going to change that I will forever in this life and beyond. When it comes to medical treatment, I'm not asking you motherfuckers (laughs) what I should do when it comes to preventing anything. And I, I medically, mean, I I I'm calling a doctor. To. That's what I'm doing. I'm not calling a friend. Plain and simple. <laughs> Unless my friend a show, is a not, doctor. It's not a game show. I'm not phoning a friend. Exactly. Like, I don't uh, like the idea just like, well, I don't know about this vaccine. Let me call my friend who's a comedian and podcast host. Like, just the idea that like that somehow makes you smart. And I think that's part of it is the idea. This whole thing people do. I think a lot of it comes personality. with. Well, no, aside from that, I think yeah. the, the whole thing about. The conspiracy theories and why all that stuff, um, why, why people are so keen to latch onto that is because it suddenly makes you interesting. If you you can say something that's that has no gravity to it whatsoever, you can just be like, well, you know, the reason you you know you should use Firefox instead of Chrome for your browser is because. You know, uh, Firefox uses satellites that can't be detected by the CIA, whereas Chrome, even in incognito mode, doesn't. I, I'm making something up right now completely. This is not based in anything. But you can say some shit like that, and immediately somebody wants to talk to you about it. Immediately someone thinks you have an interesting take on something and a reason not to trust a big corporation or do something everyone else is doing. So that's why I feel like a lot of these conspiracy theorists buy into each other because they think like, oh, you know something because I haven't heard that before. You haven't heard it before because it's bullshit. I mean, that you honestly is crazy them. I mean, <laughs> well, well, honestly, that's what I mean, you know, you've, you've hated conspiracy theorists forever. It was a big part of your MySpace bio 100 years ago. Where it's, it's just part like of my TikTok. Now. Exactly. Because Andrew says simply, sometimes things are just the way they are. And it's the absolutely world is true. But sorry. I'm, yeah, it's all random. You know what it is? It's the weirdest thing. But I also I. It's like religion. It's like people have this faith in something. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. Like, go ahead. I was just I was just motioning to you yeah. to turn Ryan's mic up. Oh yeah, no oh, problem. That's but, all I was trying to do. I was no, pointing no, at Ryan. No, no, like, no. Yeah, Ryan's religious. <laughs> oh, no, he's oh, not. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. <God>. What happened? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's been a long like, break for the show. But like <laughs> a lot happened. But like if you think about it, it's like for some people that's their entire support structure or a big fucking part of it. Oh yeah. Like you know how some people will make conspiracy theories their personality. The same yes. people will do that with some organized religions. Right. Totally. And, and people, I was reading an article about that too where people humans in general have some sort of void in their life, all of us. Yeah. A lot of people fill, fill it with fill organized it with religion. Something. And the people who are not religious, the atheists or people who just don't know they need something to fill that void, even if they don't know what the void is. Right. And that's where they come to start questioning things about the universe. Confirmation not in a bias and religious way. And yes. then they start drifting toward those kind of unanswered questions and go down rabbit holes because it fills that that void of why are we here? What, where are we? Is any of this real? Um, and it's why, it, like, it's why it's why one or the so, other. It's the religion or this is the religion for people. Right. If they don't believe in or God. People, or people, man, search for meaning. Yeah. <laughs> That's or they mix. Yeah, yeah. So a, a, a big part of the problem that I have with the whole thing about Joe Rogan is 
the outrage that a lot of people had was so short-lived and so fleeting and so fickle and it, that it just it seems phony point a lot of the people absolutely just from what i've kind of seen through you know common threads and articles a lot of the people who are mad at joe rogan don't even really know why they're supposed to be mad at him someone right. told them like joe rogan you know blah 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 yeah. information and then you know people are like okay mob mentality i'm gonna believe what my friend says about joe rogan exactly and not look into it myself i'm not gonna listen to the show but i'm gonna be mad at him nonetheless and then a few months ago, everyone who was like, Joe Rogan needs to be removed from Spotify. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Right. Now has a Ukrainian flag in their bio, and they're like, Joe who? Yeah. Yeah. They you moved know, on to the there's next a, there's a, selective there's outrage. Thing, and so then, so the, the term is performative ally. Right. Yeah. And then their Ukrainian flag is going to disappear, and now it's like, Elon Musk bought Twitter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. We're angry well, that's about this honestly, too. that's what it is. There's and, always a flavor of the week, and it, it just seems so phony. It's, it's it, phony. it is. It's mostly phony. It's It seems exhausting to have to constantly be mad all the time. I mean, it's like that yeah. analogy. Is it exhausting? It is exhausting, but then there are some things where it's like, it's it's honestly just going after and it's it's more calling out the bullshit that is actually happening. Like for example, Elon Musk buying Twitter, it doesn't feel good to me. Like for one thing, this is the motherfucker who called out the World Health Organization or the UN and was like, If you present to me a solid plan to end world hunger for this price that you think I can do it for, we will do it. And they presented him a plan. And he didn't fucking do it. Well, and instead, he yeah, because he's he's rich enough to make himself a provocateur, which is all he's trying to do is say shit just to get people talking about him, which is a whole cottage industry these days or a massive industry, I should say. Bitcoin. Like, like, that's what people do. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and Dogecoin. And, and if he was that, that smart, like, he would have gotten in on cryptocurrency fucking long before that <laughs> shit. Like, sorry. Like, it's great he made the electric car a thing, made it trendy, but otherwise, like, well, I, and, and that I, I will give to him. It's like. The, the electric car, like the Tesla. Like mm. that, there was never before that a car that was that marketable. I think because of him, we now see electric cars normally. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, I'll give it, them that. Because well, he didn't, he didn't enforce that. the patent either. That was one of the things I respected about him back in the day was like, I'm not going to enforce this. Everyone's free to copy what I used for the Tesla. Yeah. Mm. Like that I respect because like we're trying to get rid of gasoline, gasoline dependency. That right. could have killed his business, but it totally. didn't. It no. Tesla's much more popular. But mm. that doesn't mean that just because I respect what he did with that, that it means I agree with everything that this dude is. Oh done. God, no. right? Well, and, we're you also, and you don't have to. Uh, you know, wish Tony Stark. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wish Tony Stark. I but but that's also kind of the rich. that's that's the part people get confused. And this is another side effect of the era we live in. Is like the idea that if if you like somebody, you have to agree one hundred percent with everything they say. Like I no. like one of the honestly one of the reasons I I checked out Joe Rogan in twenty because because Bill Maher was on. I like Bill Maher. I watch a show. That doesn't mean I agree with one hundred percent of the things that he says. And you don't have to. I don't agree with my parents on everything they think <laughs> right. and say. I don't agree with anybody on everything. I like you, they and I don't say. agree with most of what you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but that's fine. But the idea that like you like you need to have. You know, like if, if you like this person, that means you're signing off. On, like I know people who no. literally have not who have shared with with me. Did you see what Chappelle posted on Instagram or this video or something like that? But they won't like it because they're trying to get some kind of traction in the public eye. So they don't want their like to be attached to a video that people might be like, oh, shit. Did you see who right. liked this video? And it, it it's to the point where it's like, OK, that that sucks that everyone's so like, oh, you like that? Well, that's. 
because I just don't get kind of where it ends. And look, yes, I like Bill Maher in part because he will have people on who will push back against right. because there is a point where we're going to have to talk to people who disagree with us. I realize nobody wants to do that now. Everybody wants to remain in their echo chamber. But that's, that's one of the things I do like is that he doesn't have people on agree with. Oh, my God, he's platforming. Uh, Sharon Osbourne, who isn't the fucking enemy, by the way. But aside from that, it's like, oh, he's having these people on. He's giving them a platform. They have a fucking platform. He's not just sitting there and going, right, right, like Joe Rogan is when they spout their bullshit, you know, and Alex Jones is carrying on about nothing for three hours, about reptile people. Right. Um, But he's also... At least he's pushing back against, like, their bullshit and challenging them on it, which is healthy dialogue. Again, whether or not you like Bill Maher, I'm just saying that is the dynamic that I enjoy about it. doesn't mean I agree with everything he says, but, like, that's not to say you're you have to be all in on somebody because you like something that they do yeah and he's and what i like about him too is that he's not completely bought into his side of the aisle absolutely politics not. where he's and like, i agree there's like that. the real real left wing he's like you you're all fucking nuts yeah you're just as you're nuts the, as the real why, real right wing yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly and that's the reason the other people side. like him he's too. like this is why you're losing you need to stop it exactly you need to start tempering things you need to Find out who your base is and you need to write people back to the middle, back away from the craziness on the on the sides. Right. Yeah. So that's, he's, he's still like a lot of people think that he got, you know, red pilled the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and exactly. in some ways he has because he's he's done with the pandemic shit. He's done with all of it. And people are like, oh, but George, that's he's Bill Maher's becoming a Republican. No, he's not. No, he's a 64 year old man. That's right. what it is. He's just um, like, I'm done with this shit. But he's that's like, he's is. done with the woke shit. He's done with the pandemic shit. And yeah. Everyone's like. Oh, well, we're losing him. We're losing him. But no, right. yeah. he, he doesn't want to be part of the crazy leftist where everything's an outrage constantly. Nobody's allowed to say anything without gotcha. getting offended. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's why, like, I like Big him. Big brother's now little snitch. <laughs> he's like, hey, everyone calm down. Yeah. You know, let's bring it back to the middle. <laughs> well, that was even the pitch for the beginning of-, of That's re- how you get shit done. Yeah. For, for the- for the launch of real time this year, he's like, America, we need to talk to each other. It was something like that. I'm paraphrasing, right. obviously. But just the idea, like, you have to talk to people who don't necessarily agree with you. We have to converse. You can't just surround yourself with people who just, you know, want to – who just agree with you all the time. Shit, I don't want to do that on this show because what fun is that? It's, like, the idea funny. to arguing is – You need – You know, I, you need is, it. It's healthy. This is my example, and it's just a way that it, – it's so easy to digest for most people. Mm-hmm. Every Jim Henson needs a Frank Oz – Totally. Who will oppose and think how to tear your shit to shreds to yes. make it the best thing it can be. I agree with you, but what has happened is that you don't have the healthy dynamic that the two of them had or in that situation where you have you have opposing views. But it's not adversarial. Exactly. It's yeah. it is diametrically opposed. Yeah, well that's politically exactly where we're at right now. Yeah. So you have so, like what the what they um Chris and Ryan were describing was the the gotcha culture on the extreme leftist where there are entire creators and platform and their platforms dedicated to finding individuals that they deem did something wrong. Uh, for example, on TikTok, there is uh, Danish or Our Exorcist or Modern Warrior. Their entire platform was calling out white people for something. <laughs> yeah. For something. Yeah. And then specifically Danish, like getting- We're going to end up on there because it's three white guys. Yeah, Thankfully, exactly. Oh, got, yeah. Yeah. oh we, I know. We got a person of color in the room um, to be like- um, I co-signed Danish on this. would send, really. his, send his army of followers after this person to- Dox them or or uh, spam report or anything like that. What does that do? 
Honestly, what, what, what the fuck does that do? You just create a new account and you get back on there. Like, I, I, I don't understand. And, like, half the shit that he were arguing about was – would like, our show would be canceled. End of story. Yeah. Absolutely. With the way that they acted, our show would be 100% fucking canceled. I should be strung up on the streets for some <laughs> of the shit that I've said. Mm-hmm. You know what it is, man? It's just people – it's the weaponization of a term. Uh, it's it's the It's the dumbest thing. And, and <laughs> it I, sure and, is. And South Park even made jokes about this way back in the day, where it was like, where uh, they were like, Chef would be like, "Oh, we come up with this cool word, and then the white people will use it again, use it, and then we have to change it again." <laughs> and that's and that's yeah. what woke was. It was like it was just being aware, and then everyone made that think it was just big fucking open mess of a thing that has now become. And now everybody like thinks that it's really a problem when in reality it's just being aware of certain situations and biases. And that's all. It's just being conscious of other people. But people have weaponized that in such a way that they think, oh, that means every person who diametrically opposes everything that that stands for is an evil human being. Uh, not even. Anybody that's- on the left is, is judged by – I mean look, and it's done on the right too. You know, Unfortunately, everything's political now. We've just gotten to the point where everything is politicized. But it's – if you're using the term woke, everybody who's identifies as being on the left or a Democrat or whatever is the extreme, is the worst of it. Like that's what woke means. Whereas the only non-judgmental definition of the term woke I could find was an awareness of social injustice. That's, right, that's the official definition. Like, right. which, which to me is not an insult. If no, you want to call me woke, I'm like, know, all right. You want to know something? That's not an like insult, that, but that, it's, that it's, it is weaponized though. That definition that I see – is what pops into my head every time I see like someone like Elon Musk say woke garbage. I'm yes. like it's like that's why I'm so not okay with him buying Twitter is because when I see him post shit like that, I'm like, wow, he really don't understand. Yeah. Does he? No. And, no, and then, it's it listen, like, yeah, we got three white guys on the table right now. I know horrible things happen back in history. I can't change it, but I can try and help today. And, well, that's, you know, combat whatever it may, you know, I can see. Well, also, it's the, it's the idea of e- evolving as well, which is something that nobody can seem to get their head around, which unfortunately plays into this. One of the topics I just kind of threw out there as a general thing in relation to this, because everyone's freaking out like Joe Rogan, be do platform, Spotify should blow, cancel your Spotify, but pull your podcast on Spotify like that fucking means anything. Um, <laughs> oh, Spotify's yeah, going to feel the hit when Capes. Way to go. Like, give me a Neil fucking Young. break. Yeah, exactly. Who well, quietly I mean that- crept back after they realized that, that Spotify wasn't going to bow to him. Oh, did he really? Because he pulled his music and then he came back. Oh, did he go back? Oh, okay. Yeah, See, I, I don't like, know about that. But I mean, like, I, at least I get that, like, if, if Neil Young or Joni Mitchell, because it still makes them lose market value, where it's still right. just like, oh, shit, there is something bad about this company. But also, that's the shitty society we live in, because I don't remember what company it was, but apparently after people were talking about Joe Rogan using the N-word in you know previous episodes and, and stuff like that, you know, it's like Spotify should drop him. I don't remember what channel or company or whatever it was put it out there, but they were just like, hey, Joe Rogan, bring your hateful N-word talk over to our network. We won't censor you. If Spotify <laughs> drops you, it's like, Clapper. that's where we're at. It's fucking crazy. Uh, as I um, understand it, Spotify did go in and remove a whole bunch of his episodes. Right. I did read, but they weren't going to get rid of him altogether. Well, no, and it, he's their biggest cash cow. Like, no amount of outrage was going to be like, yeah, we should probably get rid of this guy. But I don't know that like, he – I don't think he's necessarily – no, streaming music is the yeah. biggest cash cow, the convenience of streaming music. Like, they don't make well, money uh, from their podcasts. 
But if it if if his followers use Spotify or pay for Spotify Premium, like the show's free, like you, it doesn't right. cost anything to podcast on Spotify. Yeah, but, but still I, it helps. Making money off of him. What in what whatever business approach they can take. Yeah, I've I have no, no idea what do, it is. You but. can make money off of your podcast with with Spotify. I mean, there's well, a way to go about it. I'm, I'm sure. Well, there's, it's there's probably just, some it's level. It's not that just for higher level people. That's for any. Thing it's, 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 well, it's advertisements, it's sponsorships, it's no, I'm sure there's just that from the platform itself because oh. you know, like it generates revenue. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's a way that because of the, the volume, the amount of downloads he gets, the millions that he gets, I'm sure there is a way that he's generating revenue for sure. Yeah, yeah but even if the show is compared, free, like you still have to have a subscription to listen to it. No, no, you don't. You can listen to podcasts for free. I don't pay for Spotify, but I listen to podcasts. I think their interface no, is nice the best for one. getting rid of ads. No, I mean, ads. I don't have any ads play when I listen to podcasts on Spotify, so I don't think that counts. That's what I'm saying. I mean, regardless, it's like it's the idea that they should drop him or they should back off. And look, even when it comes to the shit like people saying like, well, Joe Rogan says use Invermectin. It's like I even took his apology as just like, OK, that's fine. He's like, I'm not a doctor. You know, and he did respond to people like saying, you know, like ah, Joe Rogan said Invermectin. He's a doctor. On Invermectin. He's like, I'm not a doctor. You know, he he. His apology, essentially, I mean, I'm not going to paraphrase it. I watched the thing once quickly because I was like, okay, he responded to this. Let me see what he had to say because I still would like to be balanced about it. Right. And um, I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. If idiots are going to listen to a comedian. Whose fault is it? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. That's the fault of the people who believe that a horse dewormer that isn't FDA approved, just like they said the vaccine wasn't, like, it's yeah, really yeah. loose with throwing around, like, what government agencies they trust. There's got to be all of a sudden a they uh, trust the FDA. Responsibility comes in, right? Uh, exactly. So, like, Where, I don't like, blame is it his him. fault or is it their fault for. Exactly. And that's part of the problem is personal responsibility yeah. is just a thing of the past. Just like, then, ah, he's the reason. No, the idiots who believe him are the reason. Yeah. It's but not then there's entirely. this notion that like I, I've seen a lot of where people are like, because Joe Rogan has the audience that he has, meaning the size of it, that he has an obligation to convey correct information. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's not a doctor. He didn't take an oath to do any such thing. He absolutely doesn't. He's right. allowed to say whatever he wants about the vaccine, you know, whether you believe in it or not. He's allowed to say that. He's For allowed sure. to say, well, I took ivermectin because this is what I heard and these are the studies that He's not a doctor. He doesn't right. have to give you correct exactly. information. I mean, he hasn't he's stated whether doctor. or not he's gotten the vaccine, which is the other thing. So right. it's like, and he, he doesn't have to. But he doesn't. But that's but, the whole point is he doesn't have to. Right. People it's are like, saying that he he's he a, has this duty to do that. He he's doesn't. He's a fucking comedian and yeah. a podcast host, and you don't need to do what he says because he's saying that's what he does. But unfortunately, right. we're so fucking narrow-minded as a species that it's just like, I like this person. I like what they have to say. I mean, that's how fucking the last, the 45th president got elected. I like what that guy has to say. I'm voting for him. He didn't know shit, but I like what he has to say. So it's pretty much so every, every talking head ever. Yes. Yeah. We'll think Carlson, about it. Just like fucking uh, none, those, supplements, Morgan, all the, yeah. those, those supplements that the InfoWars sells aren't worth a shit. And, you know, no. the FDA didn't approve those, but people are buying them up. You know, this is like Alex Jones, the side-by-side photos of him looking identical. Yeah. It's like, this is me six weeks after taking the, He's got the a tan. super male X. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's tan in the next photo. He's just as fucking fat and bald as he was six weeks earlier. So it doesn't mean anything. But all you need to do is just like the person and then you buy another – whatever. Whatever they're spouting. And again, that goes for you know it, people who want to – like I said, echo chamber. If someone's saying something you believe, you're like, I'm going to do it, which I don't know. But it's it's also this idea and this plays very much into the idea like Joe Rogan needs to you know, go away and Spotify needs to pull him. It's like the whole idea and I – I've steered away from it because I was something that it was just like I, I don't want to talk about this bullshit that goes on. But it, it's at the point where I'm just like I really don't understand where this is going, what the point of it is. I didn't understand it before but now I'm really at like a breaking point up to and including today. But now nobody cares. Well, no. Today they care. It's oh, just a matter of – well, 
cancel culture in general, because the big thing today was, Andrew and I were talking about it earlier, is Steve Martin and how oh racist God. his oh. King Tut song on SNL was 44 years ago. And now everybody's coming for the head of Steve Martin. And he should. And, and the whole idea is like, they should never work again. They should never do this. They should. And, and so, just that so idea my, is like my whole thing. The is, impassable why purity is test. It, why is it comedy gets the most aggressive cancel culture people after it? Like because people don't have a sense of humor. So they don't like understand specifically, jokes. specifically this with with Steve Martin. That was during the seventies, correct? It that was nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. So. During the 70s, the unearthing of King Tut's tomb was the talk of the town. Mm. You know, that was the hot thing. And then a couple years later, because they unearthed King Tut's tomb in the 80s, it kind of died off. But those who grew up, those of us who grew up in the 80s or those of us that were early that were uh, cognizant enough to watch Steve Martin do his stand-up bits, mm-hmm. still kind of found it funny. Yeah, he doesn't look like a fucking Egyptian. Yeah, these are <laughs> stereotypes, and it's like, yeah, they didn't actually wear any of that stuff, but it's a little funny because he's making fun of himself. This is the same guy that came out on stage with an arrow going through his head. You know, wild and crazy guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, not even that. I mean, even as, if you want to actually dissect his jokes because they were jokes, it's like, I'm so mad at my mother. She's 102 years old. She calls me up today. She tells me she wants to borrow $10 for some food. I work for a living. You know, it's like, it's not, it's fucking <laughs> jokes. It's not real. Yeah. His mother's not right. 102. It, he wouldn't not give Where's the cancel culture for yeah. Eddie Murphy? But, and it's for, for stuff oh, that. They, they will as soon as Eddie Murphy has some degree of success because that's where we're at right now. Eddie Murphy's is, you know? is interesting though because it's like, it comes in waves with Eddie, but it's never waves that peak to the point that it's him apologizing. It's some people bringing up a brief clip, it's briefly talked about, and then it just goes away for a second. Because I think people, for whatever reason, with Eddie, it clicks with them. It's like, oh, that was back in the 80s. It was but that's... It's, but, 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 and then I'm like, that's the same for any fucking... Ever. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, listen, and, and here's where I'm at. Now, Eddie Murphy has said many times, since we're talking about that, he's said many times, like, he's embarrassed by that material. He would never do that today. At the time, he was a young kid who didn't know any better, who didn't have an understanding of such things. And, you know, in, in particular, because the things he said mostly about, you know, he used a, a gay slur in a lot of his act. I just rewatched Eddie Murphy Raw for the first time in a couple of years. And it's great. And I'm thinking like, Jesus Christ, this really is like, this does not, it was you bad. know, yeah, it, 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 was... it doesn't, it doesn't age well. And I get, I, I understand why if you're watching it now, you don't have the context of just like, I'm sorry to say, look, there's, I, I, there, there's only shame and, you know, uh, the only bad feelings attached to it. But unfortunately, what we will call the F word, a gay slur, uh, was something that was thrown around very casually in the 80s. I'm talking on the playground, obviously in comedy, in yeah. films of the time. Not just I mean, even like, the and 80s, it was all the way up until like hell. Into, right. I mean, into the 90s. But I'm saying like it wasn't something that was frowned upon. No. Yeah, and I know um, this is like a, you know, a saying that doesn't necessarily excuse it, but it was a different time. It was. It today. And, it's, and the problem is everyone's trying to view... The, at past times through, through the, the lens, lens of, now. of now and it right. just doesn't work Think like, about Gone with the Wind is racist it's just like well it does represent a time that was so racist Casablanca. Yeah. so yeah <laughs> exactly like that's kind of why like nobody's endorsing it because that's the way it was what would people do if like Don Rickles was still around oh he'd be fucking crucified are you kidding yeah. like that, we talked about that on last week's show it's just like uh, Will Smith would have fucking killed the man because yeah. he made a joke about Jada's ball and head. I'm gonna tell you guys now if I'm still alive in 40 years I'm not apologizing for jack shit that I said on this show in 2022 <laughs> 
Like well, all this stuff that they dig up from like 30, 40 years ago where it's like, oh, man, can you believe what Steve Martin did in 1982 or right. what Eddie Murphy said in 1978? Who gives a fuck at this point, really? Well, at the same time, and you're going to demand like, an apology for something he said before you were even born, probably not. My no. thing is, he had to explain the joke. There's got to be a statute of limitations right. on well, this kind of stuff at some point. I feel like that's kind of the problem: is they're going after people who aren't necessarily actual enemies or doing any harm. Yeah, especially now. I mean, right. listen, I mentioned before, like Sharon Osbourne, like that to me is a pretty solid example of like this is not someone who's an enemy. She may have not approached a conversation about race as sensitively as you would have liked, but. You know, you don't need to fucking crucify her on social media. A bunch of people don't even watch The View, by, or The Talk, rather, sorry. Uh, but wow. same show, different time slot. But um, it's like, you don't need to crucify, like, she's not an enemy. She's not a fucking racist. So the idea that she can't have a conversation and say to a black woman, teach me then, teach me about racism, is just like, that's uncalled for. Is like, but she's not actively trying, like, she may not have approached it with the sensitivity that she wanted, but she's also not out there saying a bunch of racist shit, doesn't have a rich history of, like, racist shit that she's said and done. And, you know, frankly, it's just like, you know, she was able to say, well, fuck this. And she was able to leave the job and say, that's that. I mean, I'm surprised, like, Whoopi Goldberg, when she said the thing when there was a, the, the conversation about, um, oh, the book about the the one about the, the mice. That's a that's a um, mouse. metaphor for that. Yeah. Mouse. Um, where, like, she got suspended for the view because, God forbid, they say something, you know, interesting. Um, <laughs> but no, and I don't mean that, but I'm saying, like, they're having a, it's supposed to be the view. It's supposed to be a conversation. It's supposed to be the things that you do, you know, that you need to say and everyone's real opinions and all that other shit. And by the way, the people who watch The View didn't didn't give a shit. It's always these people on Twitter who don't fucking not only do they not watch The View, they don't even have TV. <laughs> They're on their parents' subscription services, which is why like we need to get rid of like these people aren't paying for Netflix. It doesn't matter if they're not, if they don't like Dave Chappelle's specials. It's like they're not right. paying. They're on their parents' account, so you're not losing customers by like. How does oh, this even affect you? It, it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. But it's the idea of just like. Like, why wouldn't Whoopi Goldberg just say, like, well, fuck this. I don't need this job. I mean, I realize it's probably a pretty good job and she's been doing it for a long time. But it's like if I say anything that is not, you know, it doesn't pass pass the impassable purity test. And it is. I'm fucking out. It's impossible. You know, it's like who wants to contend with that? I understand that. Listen, I thought about that. It was one of the reasons I wanted to honestly I backed off of Cape in like 2017 or 18. And I remember having, you know, the conversation with a couple of people just like, why aren't you doing the show? I'm just like, no one wants to hear what a straight white man has to say. Like, honestly, got to the point where I'm just like. I don't want to weigh in on anything because it's like everybody's just so hypersensitive that I I feel like I can't. Right. If I did express any kind of opinion, it's going to get shut down. I mean, that's why I even said it about us. It's just like the three of us talking about this. People are just going to be like, well, here's here's the reason these guys are fucking canceled or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But it's also not only do I not understand like going after people like Steve Martin or Sharon Osbourne who aren't who aren't the enemy. They're not actively trying to do shit to you. No. It's also I don't understand the point where. Um, you know, I'm going to call out one of my favorites, Howard Stern. Anytime he says anything remotely interesting or funny, everybody wants to dig up like, here's Howard Stern using the N-word in 1990. And it's like, okay. <laughs> now, first of all, not a racist. Second of all, here's somebody who not only is not proud of material at the time because he understands that those things may have hurt people or in retrospect, they haven't aged well. But he's also somebody who supported the George Floyd protests, is very much in support of trans to the, I mean, listen, he, he carries on about the the reality show I Am Jazz more than as a fan. I'm just like, how much more are you going to talk about this goddamn show? <laughs> like, I've never seen an episode of this and I'm not compelled to watch it, but it's just, you know, he's, he's fully in support of LGBTQ plus rights. I hope that currently is the 
the, the initials for the, the supporting the group. And I mean that seriously because that continues to, which is another problem is just like, listen, if you don't evolve with the lingo immediately, you're a fucking, you know, like yeah, you, no, you need, no, you need to be cast out. It, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. But like that, that everybody knows what group I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like he's fully supportive of all of those things. He's not I'll absolutely against mafia. anybody. Okay, that's fucking getting you canceled. But <laughs> I, uh, next you're going to say like lettuce, bacon, tomato, guacamole. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I'm saying like the idea they're going to be like, oh yeah, Howard Stern used the end. We're back. It's like, here's somebody who like is, if he did, and let's say for the sake of argument, he didn't, but let's say he meant it 30 years ago. Here's somebody who today is on your side and fully in support of all the equal rights and all the, the evolution, the social evolution that you support. And all Nobody's the social justice you support. Exactly. It's like he's so he's not an enemy. And even in the context, that's like, here's Howard Stern in blackface. It's like, right. And nobody knows the context. But I remember when that was a big deal. It's just like, right. He did a bit because there was a thing at the Friars Club where it's supposed to be no video or photos taken because Ted Danson did a bit in blackface when he was with Whoopi Goldberg, by the way. And. Howard did something on one of his pay-per-view specials where he was in blackface, making fun of Ted Danson being in blackface. He wasn't making fun of black people. He was making fun of that event that happened because he was mocking basically Ted Danson for doing it in a sketch next to Sherman Helmsley playing Whoopi. <laughs> George Jefferson dressed as Whoopi. But that context is completely taken just like Howard Stern was in blackface. He's the fucking enemy. It's like, okay, is he the enemy though in 2022? No. Is he some? Let's say he believed everything, which it absolutely wasn't. It's like, this is somebody who's not standing in your way. That's what I don't understand. It seems like the people who they come for, you know, it's like they attacked Steve Martin when he mentioned, you know, he talked about Carrie Fisher's looks before he talked about her personality in his tweet after she passed away. It's like, not only was she beautiful, but she's also one of the most intelligent and clever and you know brilliant women that like I ever met. There's and he fucking deleted the tweet. To pick apart. That's what I'm saying. It's like, these people are not the enemy though. And Constant I just don't outrage. understand. My thing is to what end? We're going to cancel these people. Like, you're not going to work again. We're going to take away your job opportunities and you're going to go away. Yeah. Are you fucking happy now? Yeah. Even if they're, even if you're successful, are you happy? Right. But like, and then what? What good did you just do the world? Exactly. On to the next person. But it's not actually about doing any kind of good. It's just the moral seesaw. If somebody else goes down, I go up and I show them a better person than you. Look how much I care about others. Exactly. And I just don't. And it's, it's grandstanding. Oh God. Yeah. It is performative outrage for sure. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Let's be honest here. Most people, and I'm going to say most, most people don't actually care about other people to that extent. They care about their family. They care about their friends. But, but the human race, the human race at large, all colors and religions and creeds. You don't, and you don't actually care. And even if you do, you have a line like everybody does. Totally, where it's going to start to be performative, and you don't actually really care. Because if you did care, you'd go beyond the Ukrainian flag in your bio. If you did care, you'd go beyond this performative shit on Facebook with these banners for everything, whatever's happening that week. Exactly. You know. I just that that's kind of where I'm at with it. That's just showing like, oh, look how much I care about others. But do you really do you really? No, they don't. But it's I mean, there's that. And then the more aggressive side of it with like trying to cancel people and everything like that. It's just like these people are empowered by pointing the finger, Mm -hmm. which I don't understand. And I feel like people just try to stir shit up for the sake of it. Like I remember it's probably like 2016, 17 ish. I don't remember exactly when. But there was like a good two, three days on Twitter. People are trying to get started on Mrs. Doubtfire for being transphobic. Like, it's not. And it didn't, like, people didn't buy into that, which was something that was a positive, I thought. So people were just like, all right, thankfully people see through this bullshit. Right. Like, no, everybody knows, like, that was exactly what it was. A father dressing up as a 60-year-old woman so he could see his kids. Um, 
you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a comment on anybody's uh, lifestyle or anybody's right. um, gender uh, assignment or identity or anything like right. that. It, there was it no wasn't. attack. On exactly. Anything. So I'm glad I was like, oh, good. People saw through this. Maybe this thing's starting to fall apart. But it seems like it kind of hasn't. Because, again, literally today, the day we're recording this, which is about two weeks before it goes up. Everyone's trying to go after Steve Martin for something that happened years ago. I mean, fuck, they, uh, when was it? Like two, three years ago, this Playboy interview that John Wayne did was circulating where he said some shit about women, which was, uh, you know, surprisingly his views of the time. A man of a certain generation feeling like a, a woman's place was at home in the kitchen and shit like that. And maybe he said some not great things about people of color. And then I canceled John Wayne. He died in 1979. That's the <laughs> ultimate cancellation. He says nothing you yeah. can do to the guy. He's fucking gone. You're never going to watch a John Wayne movie, and you probably have it. But you're so just, just going to like besmirch his memory because it gives you a rise. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't, in, in a case thing, like that, it doesn't mean anything. But with right. John Wayne, though, that's a different example because John Wayne, there's proof in a history of him being shitty. And I know totally. he's dead, but like, but why and, now? But I, and I know why now is a legitimate question. But like, if people want to call that motherfucker out, that's not really going to do much. That seems more of like just a, an energy waster more than anything. And that's where I'm coming and that, from. And that's, that's the, where, the that, point with a lot of this stuff. It's, it's not going to really go anywhere. An energy waster for the long run. But I, th- I see no harm in calling out that that shitty behavior. For example, Fine. yeah, when uh. I think it was Marlon Brando who won an Oscar, and instead of himself, he sent up a woman from a Native American tribe or uh, or from someone who was on a reservation mm. to promote injustices that were going on. And not right. only were people in the academy actively booing her, mm-hmm. uh, John Wayne ha- had been had to be restrained from going up on stage. And physically assaulting this girl. Right. And then that's why I was laughing when people were like, Will Smith is the biggest disgrace to ever happen <laughs> at the fucking Oscars. Well, I'm like, uh, these are the same yeah, people that's who a said. fucking real. You really want to say that? Let's delve into the fucking history. These are also the same idiots, though, who five years ago said, Wonder Woman, we finally have a female hero <laughs> in the movies. It's like, no, they've been around for decades. You, you want to talk about really about shitty moments? The first woman to ever win, the first black woman to ever win an Academy Award mm-hmm. was not allowed to come to the fucking show right. or sit next to the fucking people. Right. So I'm sorry if I don't consider Will Smith getting angry over a joke. Whether it was justified or not, I don't consider that a big deal. I still think y'all got shit to work through. Oh, without a doubt. So, well, that's a whole other fucking Sorry. I, just, I got really fucking No, no. I, and I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like it doesn't do any good to point out like John Wayne was a shitty person and he's also been dead for fucking 45 years like that's our 43 years but, but, but I, I get what you're saying about pointing out shitty behavior but it, I'm, I'm not saying it's okay that he did that but it's just like this generation is not gonna watch a fucking western anyway so i just kind of don't that understand the point fucking... well, no but <laughs> he's like okay. I, you, but you are the i'll fuck with the western and you know it though like <laughs> the you're harder they sit, fall on netflix that, that alone but you're not gonna sit and like i'm gonna watch big jake john wayne said what yeah but you're just not like most of the people so, who are getting outraged on Twitter, again, they're not. And I, I get the idea, but it's just like canceling John Wayne. Like, again, he got the ultimate cancellation. He's dead. But you're, but you're not going to be successful, though. Like, I don't, I don't think John Wayne's thing is like a full on cancellation. I think it's it, more or less just like a thing that in the grand scheme of the conversation gets brought up. And it's just like an additional shitty thing that gets taxed onto that. Like, but it was like, like a good week. It's one of those yeah, weeks where like everybody's was, pissed at John Wayne. But here's the thing. It was tacked on with Academy hatred. It wasn't just exclusively, oh, John Wayne said this shitty thing. And if you saw that, that's a whole, I think that person's an idiot. Whereas the most of the time that I saw it, it was in conjunction with 
what had happened to Will Smith and people saying like that. Listen, it sucked, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, no, this the, what I'm talking about. Like this was like a Playboy interview that was that was trending for like four years ago on Twitter. This wasn't a recent thing in light of the, the Oscars that just happened. And like I get that, and I understand saying like, "Wow, it's shitty," but at the same time, we're also talking about something that happened 50 years ago. There's plenty of shitty things that happened, and a lot of shitty people who were on the wrong side of history, and still, from where we stand, even though as a, as a minority of this country who agrees with you know certain stances that uh, should have been you know on the fucking you know garbage pile of history, but it's that, and it's like same thing. The Steve Martin thing. It's just like that's not. Like what – to what end? It's not Steve Martin hel- did this horrible thing. Like that's what I'm right. saying. Like Steve Martin is not the enemy. So the idea of pointing out that he did the song that now you're finding offensive, I just – I don't understand the point. I mean look, I'm not going to defend Eric Clapton because I think he's – you know, again, it's fine to put heroin in my veins but not, a, you know, an AstraZeneca vaccine. But it's like as soon as it's like he's anti-vax and anti-lockdown, it's just like and he's a racist. Check out this clip from the 70s when he was on stage. It's like the idea you need to bring up – like here's somebody who's shitty. Let's bring up another reason that they're shitty from a couple of decades ago something that's been in the public that's been addressed. Again, I'm not defending it. I just think it's like everyone wants to reinforce like how shitty this person is. Oh, and also they always have been. People who never listened to Eric Clapton. And look, I'm. it's hard for me to separate that stuff too. Like I, I don't have any Eric Clapton on my iPod anymore because I'm just like, I don't know if there's going to be a point when I'm going to listen to it. In the same way, you know, Andrew and I talked about it uh, two years ago. I'm sorry. No, the beginning of last year. Wow, fucking time is a weird thing. And also my memory <laughs> sucks. But- uh, we talked about the insurrection and like the John Schaefer, the founding member and guitarist of Iced Earth, the metal band Iced Earth, was one of the fucking traitors who stormed the Capitol. And I'm like, I can't listen. One of to- the smiling faces on exactly, many photos. Exactly. Wearing an Oath Keepers badge, even though he's not a member and carrying fucking bear spray, um, who was so against the government, but ultimately ended up cutting a deal to cooperate with them to turn in his fellow traitors. So he obviously really believed in the cause. But my thing with that is... I, I can't separate that shitty behavior from the art. Like it's it, that was kind of the, the crux of the the uh, episode that we did about it. Like how is it you can separate the art person's the shitty behavior? Yeah, the art from the artist. And I'm like, I can't in that case because that's too big a thing mm-hmm. for me. Where I'm like, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a point where I'm going to want to listen to Ice Earth. And same thing with right, Eric Clapton. Like a, Eric Clapton has a you know has a history of being shitty, and there's plenty of. You know, I'm Vernon Reed from Living Color has, you know, told a story on Twitter about meeting Eric Clapton and kind of how he was. Um, Robert Cray had a decades long friendship with Eric Clapton, actually reached out and had a conversation with him and felt like, OK, we're on two different paths. Like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Like, I put more stock in that than people just being like, well, clearly Eric Clapton's a shitty person. Like, people have some kind of personal testimony or actually putting something on the line. Right. Um, and listen, guitarists of a certain level and of a certain generation were kind of full of themselves anyway. So it's not something I necessarily would have thought of being a, a race oriented thing, but and it depends. the idea no of being one. a shitty person is just like, okay, that's, there's a history of that there. So I look at that as just like, okay, Eric Clapton, if he's a shitty person, okay, there's uh, the receipts as the kids like to say. Yeah. On social media. Show me the receipts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that, at least like that kind of adds up like a history of it, as opposed to somebody who like now. Made one you know, mistake. Well, like if Eric or, Clapton was know. was doing um, PSAs for the vaccine and telling everybody like, oh, my show, you go get the jab because that's what they're saying in Britain. They started saying the yeah. jab thing. Like if he was doing that, then the right wing anti-vax people would be bringing up like, hey, he's a racist. You shouldn't listen to him. Like that's just where we're at. Right. In the culture where it's like somebody's not going to be happy. Yeah. And I just don't understand like to what end. Like what's the point? Like you're not weeding out the people who are doing actual damage. Like I get like. 
Okay, I'm not defending John Wayne, but it's just like he's dead. He can't hurt anybody now. He can do nothing. He can have right. no effect on the culture. He can say nothing super important. I think the 45th president and his fucking cult following, I think people like, you know, Alex Jones, Steve Bannon, like people, anybody on Fox News, like are actively trying to do harm. I feel like your, your sights are better set on them than people who just, it's inconsequential. If you're just like Steve Martin's Hulu show should be canceled because look at this sketch he did. That's, um... Yeah, that's insensitive to, you know, a culture, you know, and he shouldn't be doing. He's appropriating the culture or something like that. Right. Like whatever people's reasons are. I just feel like there are things you can actually put your energy into. That's kind of where I'm at. That are more Christian. It's just like I feel like people could be spending their energy on taking out, you know, there there are actual monsters out in the world. Actually, you don't need to go. Yeah. You think there's actual fights to to have. I'm just, yeah, like, and, and people are yeah, just like, don't misdirecting their energy and their anger. Yeah, like, don't waste your energy on Steve Martin. Don't waste your energy on, you know, the Howard Stern. Don't waste your energy on Sharon Osbourne. It's fine like to, that, to bring you know? it up. Like you said, like, it's fine to like, say, this was shitty then, it's shitty now. Right. Like, great, but... Like, you can't be like, well, well, Steve Martin is a terrible person and nobody should ever like him again. Dedicate and, your anger you know. towards causes that are actually worthy of getting angry about. Yes. Like how, like Cause, how cause, just of, as of 10 minutes ago, Universal just announced, hey, guess what we're doing? Okay. Uh, we're rebooting Back to the Future. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I thought Robert Zemeckis and Bob Kale had to sign off on that. I went to a Q&A and they said, like, as long as we're alive, nobody's remaking Back to the Future. In 2006, I went to a Q&A at the Chinese Theater. Apparently not. And they signed off on it. Well, listen, they're, they're literally making a remake of White Men Can't Jump now. I have no fucking idea why. I can't imagine anybody who's just Who's like, asking for that? I need a modern. Oh, I just found out they did a remake of House Party. It's fucking done. And I'm like, oh. why? <laughs> like, that movie's, I just rewatched that movie. That movie's great. And, and like, just to prove the conspiracy theory point, I just made that up, but it sounds like it could be true, couldn't it? It does. Well, that's why I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you son of a bitch. But, but if you, tweeted, if you tweeted that out, though, people would be fucking outraged about it, which, again, it's a movie. It doesn't actually matter. Like, I know you're pissed that, that Fast and Furious 10 is called Fast X and not Fast 10, your seatbelt, <laughs> which is a far superior title. Yep. Still fucking mad about it. I understand that. Well, they it's, really. It's right there. It's right uh, there. They missed it. I'm with you. And look, at you, least you use it for the tagline. Uh, that's oh, true. Please. I mean, yeah, but listen, be on the movie. For we got, look, you know what? If if you guys want to help me with an outrage campaign, make fast ten <laughs> hashtag fast, fast ten, ten your seatbelts. Seat yes, that's we right. We want that as the tagline. But see, that's positive energy. Yeah, it's like, like we're doing something fun. It's like what they. It's like what. Uh, it's like what Sonic fans did to the Sonic movie. Yeah, like there's a case where it's just like, listen, we we, we disapprove of this and great. Like sometimes social media can be great, <laughs> where it's like, hey, we disagree with this. Listen, that Sonic looks shit. Ew, those teeth are disgusting. Like, don't make him look human. He's a fucking cartoon hedgehog. But then here's the weird fucking thing about that is that as dope as that was, I don't want that to happen as often as people think it should. No, like the, the assholes who were like, right. remake The Last Jedi because it's not the movie we saw in our heads. Yeah, then why don't you get over here yeah, and make that's, the fucking movie Yeah, then? that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, I I hate when it's it's stuff like that. Like, again, everybody's turning into entitled customers the, so, the Sonic one was very specific, though. It was like, no, he doesn't look right. We yes. didn't care about the, they didn't care about the plot of the movie or anything. Right. They're like... That's Son. That's not Sonic. Yeah, like Sonic, you can make him look like this, look like he actually looked. Yeah, <laughs> like that seems kind of like a no-brainer, which is one of those things that just makes you think, who okayed this? This has to go through so many levels to do like a big studio movie, like a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Who was just like that? Looks good to me. Like so many people yeah. need to sign off on that shit. It's astounding. And then they ended up going with like what he looked like anyway, which kind of seemed like a no-brainer. 
I just don't understand. But that's kind of where I'm at. Just the idea of just, you know, to what end? Like I remember seeing an article that was, I don't remember what it was. I want to say Huffington Post just because of the subject. I'm I'm not making that as a joke. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying there was a thing where um, Louis C.K. was doing stand-up dates. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he he didn't do dates. He dropped in at Caroline's, a stand-up club in New York City. Surprise appearance, showed up to do a set, got a standing ovation when he walked on stage from the audience who was there. And there was an article the next day because I remember people just like fucking outraged. like, Louis C.K. is performing. And there was an editorial written. It's like, no, Louis C.K., you don't get to decide when you go back to performing. It's like, who who does? What makes you the arbiter? Yeah. You know, columnist. What makes you the arbiter of just like, listen, you can't because of like what you did. And look, I'm, again, I'm not defending not it. Defending I'm just saying did. the idea of taking the position of the public being judge, jury, and executioner with all of this shit. Right. Like that is what I disagree with. The mob mentality. Like you were saying, the idea of just like, this is wrong and this person should be blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I got, I'm using that as an example of – how is it that this person feels like, you know, no, you can't decide when you work again. We do <laughs> like that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't yeah, like understand. It's not, no, it's, it's not up to you. It really is. No, it's not. And if, if an audience is willing to accept him back, then obviously they get to decide when he comes back. to. Well, him. it's like people weren't. So people you know. gave him a standing ovation and whether, right. you know, if half of them meant it, that still means, well, people do want to see him do stand up. And right. again, I'm not defending. Like, I know I know way too many women who've been victims of, you know, some horrible, sexually deviant men. So I, right. I wouldn't defend anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, the idea that, like, he needs to wait for your approval or, or fucking Twitter's approval or anything to get back to it is. It is crazy. And that's what I'm saying. I just don't understand to what end all of this is is happening. And it's, you know, the the constant outrage. If you're really like this all the time, it's going to take a toll on your mental health. Oh, God. Well, it's like there's got to be a point where you stop pretending to care about yeah, shit that has const- nothing to do the with The constant you. negativity. You have to let shit go. You'll find that it's very freeing yeah. to stop pretending about shit that has nothing to do with you. Well, it's, you know, the, the yeah. reviled. As so excellently put, you <laughs> stop giving a shit. Once you, you get stop old. giving a fuck once you yeah, have if priorities. You, if you, you really got... like genuinely were to care about all the wrong that happens in the world, all the death, all the misfortune, you know, you'd be catatonic in a padded room with your arms around your knees rocking back and forth, you know? Totally. Like I, I don't have the emotional or mental capacity to do that, to like really care about everything. You well, know? it's bad shit happens in the world to a lot of people. We're all going to die. We're all going <laughs> to have nasty stuff happen to us. Can't, you can't care about it all. Well, it's like the now reviled Dave Chappelle says is like for this generation, every day the space shuttle blows up. Right. And it's like, right. That it's just it, that that seems exhausting to just be fucking crazy when it comes to absolutely everything. And that's the part that I feel like is just really is hey. is frustrating. Hey, Christian's yeah, the, on the panel, the, the everybody. Dave, the Dave Chappelle thing, though, it's different again. And I, and I understand the fake outrage thing. But with Dave Chappelle, when you purposely go out there and say I am team turf trans exclusionary f- radical feminist or some shit like that I don't give a I don't, fuck yeah, I, don't, I don't know what it stands but for. like it was the first time I heard it was watching that special um, yeah but when you say that you are wholly condoning an entire group of people you're, you're disregarding a group of people that can saying. enjoy your stuff and I I can understand questioning and not fully grasping what that means. Mm-hmm. Totally do. But it's a whole other thing to just be like, 
fuck it, I'm team turf, and I mean it with my chest, which is what he did. And it, and I mean, listen, I there is a big difference between not understanding something and then just being like, gung-ho, this is what I believe in, we're doing it. That like, that I, I understand. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not defending, like, Dave Chappelle or, or, like, anything like that. But in the example of him, like, ju- just to take that as far as, like, the – the Twitter mob, because it's who it is, um, who wants to come after him and like Netflix should drop Dave Chappelle, which again, the deal's over. Like <laughs> That was his last stand-up special. That was kind of the thing. He's like, he's right. ra- he's tying up all the loose ends in this special. What is the hope? Cancel Dave Chappelle. Okay, Dave Chappelle is rich as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, th- the only person who owns more stuff than Dave Chappelle or has more money than Dave Chappelle is Live Nation and God. So <laughs> like, what's the hope? Dave Chappelle disappears, never performs again. He'll be fine. Yeah. He's got a shitload of money. He's got his family. You know, he's got his place in Ohio. He can do whatever he wants from here on out. So I just – to that I don't understand like he's not condoning violence or anything like that. So and most of his fan base is going to remain like, and they're still going to appreciate all the stuff that he's done well, that's, you know, in comedy. That's that's kind of it. It's just what like is, lose? is the hope like he never performs again and he can never make money again. He's He's fine. Like you're not hurting him. So is he somebody who again I feel like is him making jokes or pointing out what's going on in society or you know – Topics that are can be as uncomfortable as talking about gender is like is is that going to actually help anybody? And I realize we're in an era where like words hurt and people are so affected by words, but it's just like the world sucks. Unfortunately, the world is really mean and the world is really unfair. And the playing field has never been level. Don't believe anybody who is just like uh, I mean, fuck. There was a whole thing that Kevin Smith brought up where he addressed it on I believe it was Twitter. It may have been Instagram. I realize it's some, you know, some overlap when it comes to like things that are shared across the platforms. But he said somebody uh, – some commenter on one of his posts or someone who replied to one of his tweets said he needs to acknowledge his privilege that he was able to live with his parents until he was like 21 or 22 and he decided to go to film school or something like that because nobody has – not everybody has that opportunity. Like he needs to acknowledge his privilege. OK. What does that do for you? Kevin Smith had a better home life and had a home to stay in until he went to film school and a little bit after he graduated. Like, I don't know why anybody – like the way that you frame that and I don't know the full context to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you. But if the way that you frame that, it's just like that would make me angrier. But he but he asked like the idea like this person said I should acknowledge – like is that something people feel like I should acknowledge? He wasn't saying it like with any judgment attached and he wasn't saying like, wow, I feel really guilty. So I'm not saying anything with regard to him. I'm just saying the idea that somebody told him, like, he needs to acknowledge his privilege. Like, what the? how the fuck does that do anything for you whatsoever? It doesn't. The playing field is not level. You know how many people I can point to who are my age, who are famous musicians, who had a w- fucking much more uh, luckier head start just because they were born to a family that was able to financially support them or do, right. you know, all, all this other you shit? feel guilty? Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's not their doing. It's not my One, doing that I was born into the, the life that I have. Like the, the idea of acknowledging like, well, you had privilege. It's like it's one thing to acknowledge, but it's another thing to feel guilty about. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's but, a difference. But what's the point of just like well, how does even the point of the fact that Kevin Smith was able to live at home until he was 22 and 23? Like what what does that how does that hurt you either way? The idea that he was eventually able to go to film school and maybe that because he didn't have to pay rent or something that he was able to afford it. Like it's nothing to do with I it. just well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's the idea like. You know, like Why he should do, feel does, bad that he what has does it. My private home life have to do with your happiness. Like, exactly. You know I mean? But like his acknowledgement, so like what loving parents who were able to provide for him and let yeah. him hang on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. To go to You're family. right. Yeah, that you absolutely know, like, happened so to sorry. me. Sorry. I was privileged. Yeah. How does that help the person who's asking him to acknowledge it? Nothing. Their life doesn't change a fucking ounce. No. 
So I don't understand calling out people for shit like that. It's just one of those things like, again, I, to what end? That's the question I kind of keep asking myself with all of this stuff. It's like, what's the point in even bringing this up? Because I, I just don't like, what's the point? You know. So much I, again, I just feel like it's so much wasted energy. There are actual, you know, monsters out in the world. There are causes you can actually contribute to that do help. Listen, there is legitimately horrendous shit happening in the Ukraine right now. Okay. Yeah. So it's like if you actually care, you want to donate money to one of the many causes that are actually helping, like a boots on the ground people helping out or like, helping refugees or something. Like yeah, there's like, actual cool shit wanna, going cool on. If you want to put a flag in your profile, but like share a link to a donation. Exactly. Page. Right. Like, or show like I donated, so should you. Like send a screenshot of your PayPal receipt or something. But then like, you know what's you know what's weird about that is that like, I guess this is my own personal thing. Is just I hate it when people promote when they do good things, and that's unfortunately where it backfires. It's like you want to show you have skin in the game, but at the same time, it looks like virtuous signaling, right? Which is one of those other popular phrases right now. It's which like, is like I. How do you do that without like to try to yeah. be encouraging without getting judged without for getting it? There is no way. It. Look at me, I yeah yeah like I did something good. Like right. there's there is no way because I mean, you can do something good without announcing it. You know, totally, you but but you also want to encourage people to do like you want to actually put your money where your mouth is, literally. Right, and that I get, yeah. but you can't do that without being judged either because you look like a fucking blowhard. Exactly. There's no win. I don't know. Yeah, it's so much of this is just, but it sucks that that's where we're at right now. And as you said, there are legitimate things that deserve to be called out upon. There are absolutely, like for example, if we hadn't been in the era that we just came out of, or technically are still in, motherfuckers like Harvey Weinstein would still be fucking going off. Oh and yeah, absolutely. Be a fucking madman. Where in that scenario, that needed to fucking happen immediately. That needed to totally. happen way sooner than it uh, actually it, it did. Yeah, and, and that. But like, we're talking about physical sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. ongoing for decades. Yeah, that's like, a that's a criminal. That's, that is it. That's, that's a monster. Yeah, no, a hundred and ten percent. And there are absolutely more and more acts like that. That, right. that I think that that's the point. That that is all you're trying to get across is that listen, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is a known icon and whatever, and he said that. I don't like that he said that. I still, mm-hmm. I, I kind of understand. Right, I'm not endorsing he, it. Yeah, no, I'm not endorsing it. I can th- th- kind of understand where he was coming from with it. Does that still mean I agree with it? No. And that, that's like, fine. You can enjoy Dave Chappelle and not agree with 100% of the things he says. But Imagine that. Like his life and career should be ruined entirely. Um, but if it is, like he's, one position but he he's, thinks. he's not going to suffer though. That's no, kind of where I'm at. I don't, like, think, yeah. it's, I don't think it's of that. Even I mean, if, and you know what? I can't, Say that. That's, I think, also the point is that I think that that's also the missing part of this conversation is that mm. I am also not one of those people that he was that he hurt. I can't put right. myself in their shoes where it's like if he was purposely like going after fat mixed kids, <laughs> then I'd be like, well, I guess I can't support Dave Chappelle. What? My group is in his crosshairs. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but Eventually. no, like. <laughs> He went after a group of people who are who automatically are sense. well it's true. But no, I mean, it's true. But like he, he went after a group of people who for the longest time have been pushed to the side because they were difficult to understand. We are only just now entering an age where it is okay for these people, anybody in the LGBT right. community where there's an to understanding. be on a stage totally. to be like known. Where back fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Being out would have been the oh god yeah the nail yeah you couldn't you couldn't even be Korean. yeah you couldn't be gay I mean that was something that was so you know so many people were 
closeted back in the day. I mean, the most notorious example is um, and now I'm blanking on his name. Oh my God, the Rock guy, Hudson. Rock Hudson. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm just like he did all the moves with Doris Day. Yeah, yeah. Rock Hudson. Yeah, okay. it's just like he couldn't because it was gonna you know torpedo his right. career. Like he couldn't do that. He was but a leading now man. we're in an age where that is okay, right? And, uh, not uh, not in the sense of like hiding, but like where he can. Rock could have been a performer now. And totally, be, and be out and be yeah. fine, but like that's very new. And yes. I think that the the problem is is that people don't realize that in the grand scheme of history, we are in one percent of it, which is new and accepting, and it is definitely going to be a while before it is widely accepted. It'll totally. probably never be, but like we, as long as you know. And go about life with love in your heart and be the better person. Like you're fine. Like, yeah. like I, I agree. Like I don't care. Like you told me th- that someone we were we both knew was, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That doesn't affect how I think about them. right. Of course, yeah. Like it should never. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't never. mean anything. And if and if right. the fact that, and if it does, that makes you the shitty person. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that you should reexamine right. because. Nah, it ain't it. That ain't it, fam. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> nah, because it is. It's just shit like that where it's like, come on. There, well, it's, there is bigger fish to fry. I I agree. Well, it's also like I I feel like it's easy too to go after targets. Like I mean, it was speaking, circling back for a second to like Bill Maher making a comment about personal responsibility and fat people and how there's a weight problem in this country and how it affects like people most susceptible to. Um, I believe it's most susceptible to COVID. It could have been before that. I don't know. The last two years all blend together in a lot of ways. But he made a comment about that in his uh, editorial at the end of the show, his final new rule. And then James Corden gets on show. So it's like, well, I thought I have to say something about it. No, you don't. Bill Maher's not your fucking enemy. (laughs) You know, like he's talking about like he struggled with weight and he admits it. So he's like, listen, like you need to just take care of yourself. Because you're going to you know, do it. So the idea of like James Corden saying something about him, but avoiding any and all jokes about the president at the time is I'm sorry. That's some fucking hypocrisy in my mind It's like here's somebody who's doing measurable damage to society. And here's somebody who's saying, like, take personal responsibility. All the evidence is there. Being overweight is not good for you. I look at those things as being like one is worth actually putting your energy and outrage into. And another one is somebody making an editorial, which, again, only if everyone's brain dead and they're going to start, you know, fucking chasing you with pitchforks and uh, tiki torches, Christian. (laughs) You know, like it's not going to it's not going to have any measurable like negative effect. But, so I feel like it's very easy to go after somebody like that because they made a comment just like, uh, listen, weight's a struggle. No shit. We all know it is. But at the same time, we know it's also up to us to do something about it. I just feel like it's it, – there's also the idea of like going after easy targets. And again, people aren't necessarily your enemy. It's – I just feel like we're, it's such a strange thing. But it's easier for him to go after you know, somebody who, who's on the same team who made you know, some, some jokes about people being fat as opposed to going after the president who's actually doing shitty things on a daily basis. Right. I just find that to be like very, very selective and was that in the outrage. The last administration? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. All right. <laughs> I mean, that feels like a, a nightmare <laughs> that we woke up from. <laughs> but yes, the last administration kind of just happened. Plus, but to it, be honest with you, I, I watch very little of James Corden. Well, I don't watch any. I just don't think he's the same thing. He goes in that Joe Rogan category. I don't think he's funny or interesting. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but, not, uh, I'm not going to like vehemently say I, I hate the guy. Yeah, I, I, I hate understand him. what he's trying to do. I don't get it. But I do think he like so. There's a couple episodes of Doctor Who that he appeared on. That yes, kind of cool. Oh, are you a Whovian too? Not a Whovian, but like I do appreciate that show. Gotcha. But like he was cool on that. I think he's a cool actor. But like mm-hmm. I just his doc, his talk show just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, same. 
I always want I, I made the joke years ago because they took over for Craig Ferguson and I made the joke on our old show about like I'm gonna oh, take over Craig. I do too so much. And one of the nicest guys too. I met him and got a chance to talk to him a couple of times and so You know what I cool. loved about his show? And it was a very minor detail. <laughs> very, very minor. I'm listening. Like, whenever he would start a show, whenever like before any get but as the guests would come on, he mm-hmm. had the note cards with him. Yes. He would always rip them up. Yeah. Awesome. And those were real. <laughs> and the and those were real things that yes. like and it was and it was one of the most honest conversations that would then follow. And I, I love that. I, like I took a lot of inspiration from him as a host, and also the, again embracing kind of the chaos. He was in a yeah, unique like position. Yeah, you did it though. with the last episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't I? Um, no, I love that. And he was in a unique position where he was able to do that because of uh, Letterman owned that time slot, so he wasn't going to have that freedom once Letterman retired. Mm-hmm. But so it wasn't about he wasn't going to take over for Dave. People worried about that. But anyway, I made the the joke. Oh, I mean, I was joking and also I wasn't like if, if CBS came to me, I would have, you know, I would have taken the meeting. But I said, like, when Craig Ferguson retires, like, I'm going to take over the Late Late Show, except I'm going to call it Still Up with Chris Abalo because it comes on at 1230. And um, I said I would have a show like that, like a panel like they do in shows in the UK, like Graham Norton or, you know, oh, shows like that. And I was like, have everybody at the same time because you get this kind of dynamic. And when I started doing Cape at the beginning of 2015, I'm not using this to toot my own horn, but it's better than tooting someone else's horn. I said, I'm going to have a panel on and I'm going to, or even like Chelsea Handler was doing, you know, a version of it on her show. Like you have three people and you're throwing out topics and the the panel, the group is discussing. And I like when that happens. And Bill Maher does it. As opposed to doing the one-on-one. Exactly. Yeah. I I like that. And I was like, late night talk shows should have something like that. And again, Chelsea lately did it. But I said, that would be the type of thing I want to do. And then James Corden started doing it. So that was another reason I just liked him before. (laughs) Right, you watch the show. Son of a bitch, I like, beat me to it. Stole the idea that I came up with and by watching damn, other people. And those Peter Rabbit movies don't help either. <laughs> yeah, right? They really fucking don't. No one needs those. I don't know. I mean, nobody needs I mean, wasn't he in the Emoji movie? I mean, there's a lot of stuff James Corton's done that's just like, I don't know. I, again, I don't hate the guy. I just don't find him you know, to be particularly funny. I feel like he's desperate to be loved. He'll dress up in any kind of suit and disrupt traffic in Hollywood. Just I also <laughs> don't. People I also, are mad about that. I also, it, like... There's something that just seems okay. I I don't like talking shit because I never know what can happen. I go, listen. I've heard, he's a, I've heard happen. he's the nicest guy. I have nothing bad to say I've about heard the man. The personally. exact opposite. Is I've that heard right? The exact opposite. Too. I've heard okay. the exact opposite way more than I've heard anything good. Interesting. Okay. I've heard that. He, you know what? No. You don't no. need to get into it. No, but I'm but saying like, like I'm I'm just saying I'm just commenting on the show and him as a performer. I'm not saying like I hate the man. No. I don't. No. I I, like, don't I wouldn't punch either, him in a dark alley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just I, I'm I'm clowning. Shake his hand if nobody's looking. No, I'm kidding. I, know, I mean, I mean any, it depends what you tell me when we get off mic. Yeah, no. But, but, anyway, uh, just but regardless, but yeah, just I think just kind of go through. At the end of the day, the best course of action is to go through life being your best possible person, and that means. Not as, not putting people down, just making everyone feel as included as you possibly can. And if someone has a problem with that, like that's on them. That's Agreed. not on you. I fully and agree. Just I, I know it's very simple, but I'm a very simple dude. And then I think that You said it. I think that's it. I, I, I'm sorry. I no, listen, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think that's a perfect summation. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is actually hone in and, and focus your your energy on people who have hate in their heart, not people who said shit you disagree with. Right. People who you can actually measure how hateful they are. They shit, there's an entire political party that was hijacked by hateful people. And I'm not saying that's commentary. It's true. The foundation is hate. <laughs> you know, so much of it is rooted in like we hate this group, we hate that group, we especially hate the other 
political party, major party. You know, like yeah. there, there's there's too much of that. It's like you need to actually focus on people who you can tell have hatred in their heart. And I don't believe Howard Stern or Bill Maher or Sharon Osborne or Whoopi Goldberg or any of these other people who've said things that people have – an oversensitivity to, in my opinion, I don't feel like those people are walking around hating and certainly not, you know, stringing anybody up or, you know, they, they don't have any bodies buried somewhere. You know what I mean? So I just feel like they're, you know, again, they're actual monsters out in the world. I just feel like the attention is better spent on them than just like, ew, look who some, you know, cancel Neil deGrasse Tyson. He said cancer kills more people than mass shootings. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. fucking like, OK, that's not. There's a purity test that yeah. nobody can pass. Yes, out there, exactly. Like you said before, and it's and and this you're generation really gonna, is you're gonna, you're gonna really get mad over Mike Tyson? Like, come on. Like, like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it, you're gonna get mad at Rattled Brain? Like, <laughs> at what's the, what's the like, was it uh, Roderick? What's the character in The Simpsons? I can't remember the name. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The character is based on Mike Tyson, who is Mike Tyson but isn't for legal reasons. Oh, shit, I know exactly. You know who I'm talking about. about. I can't. I'm blanking on the That's name. It's gonna bother me. I know so it's much. gonna bother me too. And I'm on my phone. That's ah, all right. And I preach all about this. Be a good person, and I'm just making jokes about Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, see, yeah. look at that. It's a it's a joke. Here's I, but here's the real takeaway. Don't be like Christian. All right. That's what we've learned from this episode. Okay. So like Christian's it. a fucking hate tank. <laughs> yeah, I hate I you know what it's really true. I do hate most people. I, I didn't do like too. you when I first met you. Oh, I didn't <laughs> that's either. not true. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's not true for Yo. you either. As a matter of fact, Ryan said, I tried about my sixth joke in Ryan actually said, where have you been all my life? <laughs> so Ryan, that's, a, that's a true story. Ryan fell in love with me really yeah, fast. It was like, quick. Ryan fell hard and fast. It was fast and hard. It was hello. Yeah. And we're going to leave on that note. Uh, yep. Listen, thank you very much for listening to the show. Uh, we listen. That's all we're saying. Like, just put put your energy into, into fighting the actual monsters out in the world. Things is, that are worth it. Saying, yeah, don't be as sensitive to words. Look at people's actions. That seems to have uh, much more of an effect than just like they said shit. I disagree with. Anyway, yeah. please follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and uh, you can also follow. Excuse me. Yep. Suddenly, my postnasal drip is gonna bother me now that like I've, yeah. I'm losing focus. I'm like, it's time for me to talk about something that isn't climbing up on a soapbox, and my sinuses are betraying me. Uh, <laughs> you can follow Andrew, who took off because it's super late. We went way late tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, you can follow Andrew on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at metal underscore Drew. You can follow Christian on Twitter at Arcade Player One. And on Instagram at Christian Cordez. And check out Arcade Productions on YouTube as well. Lots of great videos on there. Uh, some great stop motion stuff. Some animation. Christian's amazingly talented. Should not be sitting here working for me. And you can follow Ryan on Instagram at Honey I Drunk the Beers. If you like toys and you like beers, listen, what more do you need? Right? You need? That's all he needs. Yes, so if, all I need. if you're like Ryan and you like the bullshit he's been spewing for the last hour and change, Honey I Drunk the Beers on Instagram. And you can follow me. At Chris Abalo on Twitter and Chris Sells Out on Instagram. And uh, once again, subscribe, share, like, follow. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. And next week, very important, Cape 200. That is obviously a big deal because 200 sounds like an important number. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be the first game show episode of the show. And is going to go out. The video will go out in full because it's a special episode. 200's a bit of a milestone. It's going to be fun. People are going to say how did it take nine years to get to 200 episodes, but we'll get into that in the future. But <laughs> regardless, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be more fun to watch, if I'm being honest. But obviously, the audio is going to go out in the regular old podcast feed. But the video will go up in full on the YouTube channel, which, of course, you can find in the link tree on my social media and the Cape social media uh, or to search Chris Abal's podcast experiment on YouTube. And something's bound to come up. You're going to recognize my face somewhere. And 
that's it. So until next time, for Andrew, Christian, and Ryan, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment.